You are listening to the 312 Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Kuba. I'm Manny. And I'm Nick. And this week, we recap a big league debut for the 312 Squadron at the Crossroads Classic, enter the gauntlet, and dish out some hot takes as we rank Star Wars shows. So first, we're going to go into the Crossroads breakdown. Now, uh, Nick was there streaming the event, so you can go on our Twitch or on on YouTube to find the uh, the commentary from some of the ships and some of the lists that were at the Crossroads Classic. And he was uh, working it with co-host Matthew Carey, and it was uh, a great time had by all. So... Uh, we can start there with some of the list breakdowns. And Nick, if you want to just kind of get us up to date and tell us what you were seeing there, what was the the vibe sure. of the tournament like? Yeah, first of all, thanks thanks to the Hangar 19 folks in Indy who thought of us to stream this event. This is the biggest event that we've ever done. Uh, three and a half hours away from home. Took all our gear set up. We had a beautiful setup. As some of you guys who did see it, you saw the amazing X-Wing banner with the Fury of the First Order behind the players and our player cam. And Matt and I had a lot of fun, really good commentary, really fun games. We had at one point three decimators on stream at the same time. Uh, It was just, yeah, it was just overall a really smooth, great, fun, and interesting uh, X-Wing event. And shout out to Michael Simon. Spoilers who did win it all. Uh, What did I see? Well, I saw a lot of what I expected, and then I saw a few people try to do something a little different. Um, I saw uh, there was a little bit more scum than I expected. Um, There were a lot more decimators. Uh, I think people were trying to find a a way to get Rear Admiral Jirnu a little bit more of a spotlight in the meta since he has gone down in price from, I think, starting initially way back when at like nine or 10 and then he went yes. to eight and then he's at seven now with a lot of loadout. Um, yeah, it's the same as, uh, as bait as a build your own Vader. Yeah. And, uh, not surprising Han performing just incredibly well. Yeah. Um, getting to the point where it's almost a sure thing that you'll see multiple Hans top tables in Swiss all the way into top cut the next day. I was going to say, it looks like I, I'm seeing lots of Rebel, lots of Resistance, and and lots of Republic as well. But this is the first major tournament, I feel, where Resistance is really rising. Uh, Several Resistance lists, yeah. Yeah, and, and really becoming prominent in the meta. Um, I think that that's a pretty good call, seeing that Republic and, uh, and the Rebellion are the factions that we're seeing the most, I think resistance is in a great spot to counter that too, which is a lot of what we saw that weekend. If you're just looking at like the list breakdown. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in ter- in te- instead of just reading off lists, I do yeah. want to read off Michael Simon's list and then we can talk about some others that I noticed, but we don't have to go one by one and read off all these lists. Cause some of them are going to, they, they do feel very samey after a little while. Yeah. Um, I'm going to find Michael really quick. If you go back to episode one uh, or uh, honestly, or the last episode too, you're going to see a lot of the same list. Uh, I think last episode when we were going over Golden State games, there's a little more FO and not seeing too much first order uh, here at the crossroads. Uh, Manny, do you have it pulled up? Uh, Yeah, I believe I do. Well, well, this I'm gonna throw this over to you because it's a resistance player who won the whole thing, which is kind of just kind of just surprise. It surprised me. It was like, oh, my gosh, there's this resistance list just pounding through the cut. Uh, Go ahead and uh, break it. uh, Break it down for us. Yeah. So we have 
Poe Dameron in the T-70. Uh, plastic torpedoes, integrated S-foils, R2-D2. There's Sphere of Paint, Marksmanship, and Crack Shot. Uh, it's a bit of a unique uh, build. Um, then there's Eloancy with uh, with a Jamming Beam, integrated S-foils, Predator, and Crack Shot. Uh, next is Tumman Wexley, Jamming Beam, integrated S-foils, R68 with Crack Shot as well. Uh, Jessica Pava, uh, Electronic Apple, M9G8, and last but not least, Baby8 and with Crew Chewbacca. So, f- so four T70s and a transport pod. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, yeah. such a simple list, like four T70s and a pod, and mm-hmm. uh, in the hands of a great player capable of doing some winning work, to yeah. say the least. And I was going to say, like, I feel like you need, there's a lot of skill flying there when you're going with the four T-70s like that, especially with Poe Dameron and yeah, Commander Poe, by the way, not Trigger yes. Happy Flyboy. Oh, uh, uh, all right. I thought it was Trigger Happy Flyboy. No, it's yeah, Command. Six point okay. Poe with the two charges. He can give himself or friendlies a red action every other turn. So a lot of, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of that coordinating mm-hmm. with, with this list as well. So yep. I can I can definitely see how that'd be lethal, especially in the meta where there's a lot of you know big ships in every every red die getting paint on those count. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Joshua Richardson, who played on our stream three times over the course of those two days, uh, he was the runner up playing in final table with his rebel list for ship mm-hmm. rebel list. Andrew, do you want to maybe just do a quick rundown yeah. of that list? This is this is the classic version of the Hansel. I think it's the one that we're seeing ha- appear more and it's Han Solo with engine upgrade, Bisjin chopper, perceptive co-pilot, Luke Skywalker, uh, which title, is yeah. Right, yeah, the um, uh, Battle of Yavin, Keo Venzi with Juke and Fen Rao uh, with Beskar reinforced plating, Predator and Crackshot. So this is the one that counters in my mind the Sabine Wedge uh, Keo versions. <laughs> Keo had lone wolf and concussion missiles, not juke. Uh, oh, in, in the yeah, I, I, okay. might be. I have cut pulled up. Right I, now. I yeah, yeah. I, I this, so it's funny. There's two lists. They're both Han Solo ones together. Yeah, I see mm-hmm. L- lone wolf and concussion missiles, which I I think is is a better build for. Yeah, it. that's what Crispy um, has said on our one of our yeah. previous episodes. Because you're 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 better off just having it yeah fly separate get objectives right. that that lone wolf and you'd, you'd rather be taking the focus to be a little more punchy than having to take that evade yeah so i, um, I like it better there for sure um and i'm just going to shout out zach matthews he went undefeated in swiss played a rebel list with han as well but he brought keo with prockets and wedge sabine wedge had marksmanship and crack shot sabine had beskar so yep. well done zach congrats on your world's invite very cool um yeah. And then back to back, Velvet Buddha and R Stan. Velvet Buddha's Andrew Block. R Stan is Ryan Staniszewski. Don't have to worry about me doxing them. They both played on stream with their full names. So yep. I can't say I doxed them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. Didn't do nothing. Um, and Empire v. Empire they doxed themselves. Matchup. Empire v. Empire is the, the overlap between the two lists. There's Tomax Bren with the, uh, with the new uh, standardized Tomax Bren. He's got the plasma torps, he's got the ion bombs. Um, He's got true grit. He's got a great ability being able to uh, every other turn acquire a focus token after doing a barrel roll for double-botted plasmas. 
Um, Buddha had do Lieutenant Lorier with Lone Wolf and Target Computer, but um, also the new Death Fire, and also the new Death Fire, which is, where which as, is one of yeah. my favorite. Yeah, you go uh, when you complete a speed three to five maneuver, you can uh, launch a bomb. Yeah, exactly. And then Merrick Steele and Buddha's list versus our Stan- Ryan Stanzuski's Volt Scarus mm. in his list. Yes. Next to the big boy Rear Admiral yeah, Chernu. That ruthless and proton rockets. So <laughs> taking advantage of that missile slot, which you don't see that often. It's a very yeah. unique build for Merrick, but you're guaranteed. And marksmanship too, yeah. And when you get to pick it, yeah, that's that's lethal. Yeah. With the lock. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, usually. So with the Procket, he's focusing more often, which he can be more flexible with mm-hmm. for defense. Also, if he needs to bumps, keep it. not as big a deal. No, certainly not. I play. I play on the people? edge with my version of of Merrick for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, it but yeah. Feel so as bad when you have to take that that focus. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Buddha uh, and Ryan both had. They played each other in. Uh, top eight and it really came down to road being a pretty big deal because of all the initiative overlap and just almost the same pilots yeah um but i just want to quickly talk about rear admiral chirinu and the decimator Mm -hmm. uh really really strong part of an imperial list especially with darth vader and death troopers that combination is absolutely disgusting yeah it's scary it is very scary. For those of you who maybe don't know or newer to the game or just forgot, Death, uh, Darth Vader, he gives you that force. He's, that, he's uh, pretty expensive. I think it's 14 points crew that you can throw on the Decimator. And at range 0 to 2, start of engagement, you can choose an enemy ship in your firing arc at range 0 to 2. Spend a force, and they either must remove a green token or suffer one damage. And guess what? If they don't have a green token, they just take it. damage. Yep. Very, very good. It's a great endgame threat, and mm-hmm. it, it pulls away mods from people all the time. But also with uh, with Death Troopers, uh, if you're at range zero to one of the uh, Decimator, you can't, you don't remove yep. uh, stress at the end of your activation or at the end of your um, maneuver. Yeah, yeah. Maneuver. Yeah. Hey, uh, Manny, have you have you had to deal with Death Troopers or Vader at all? Have you had any nah. wins? Not at all. It's all new to me. Yeah, get get ready because uh, it seems to be it. new. It's like, hey, you can't take a green token. Well, guess you're taking the damage. The yeah. illusion of choice. Yeah, I think we're going to start to see Rear Admiral Chirinu a lot more as I think there's yeah. kind of rumblings around him being a very meta viable uh, piece, which I'm excited about because I think that's good. I think Empire is one of the more fleshed out factions right now when it comes to variety versus, yeah. say, Rebels and Republic. So that's yeah, cool. there there are options because right if you if you're not taking Vader in the ship, this is a absolutely alternate viable list that you can have. Yeah, um, looking at our cut here as well, I'm going to just scroll down a little bit. I'm going through our top eight here. How many triple arcs did we have in the cut? None. Oops. Oh yeah. No triple arc one seventies. We had. Uh, list with two arc 170s that's will scott my boy scooter with oddball and wolf in his list but triple arcs shut out of the cut and i I absolutely love to see it it looks like (laughs) there might have been whoever got ranked two would have had triple arcs but they didn't play in cut 
Uh, maybe for yeah, maybe for somebody did have to drop. I think that might have mm-hmm. been that person. Yeah. Uh, however, the 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 participating cut. Yeah, we didn't get triple arc one seventies. Yeah. Um, although I will say, if you go and look over at the entire event, there were a lot of people that brought them. There yes. Were plenty of those lists out there. Just yeah, and this is where this is why I'm I'm not surprised to be seeing more resistance um, coming in. Because that was one of the the choices that I made going into Gen Con 2 with this list. And Resistance is in a spot right now where I feel that they can beat Han and they can beat the triple arc list pretty easily. And yeah. even when I was at, at Gen Con, every time that I went up against the Han list, every time I went up against Republic list, I, I won. Yeah, it's uh, Republic lists are... They have well, the Arc One Seventies have their you know they have their weaknesses, mm-hmm. um, and so it's just I you know I, I'm not trying to to you know I say it's good that they make I just it's it's just nice to see that you know maybe maybe people are solving it a little bit. I think um, that's what's happening. I think yeah. what's what's happening is that people are playing against the Arc lists and against the the Han Solo lists yeah. so much that they're they're figuring them out. Yeah, although I, Han seems to still be, I was gonna say, finding his really, way. Man, it seems like Han is still is still the yeah. the meta piece right now. Yeah, well, you should watch back some of our games. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And he just he's especially with the games we had on stream. He's just rolling paint the entire time and rolling multiple crits and just it's the RNG just, of man, it all is. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. be so hard to 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 come back from. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's like. It in this game, in the game of X-wing, and most almost every other case, you have if there are two ships in front of you, uh, in front of you at two hole, you got to pick one to shoot at. The other one gets away because you didn't shoot mm-hmm. at it. Han's like, cool, I'll just kill both. Yeah, Borgnolos <laughs> so plus. Yeah, just really good. Um, last shout out before we move on from Crossroads, just Alex Merrill sneaking in at the uh, number nine to roll up to number eight spot. A cut with scum, uh, Lima Kai with R four B eleven plasma torpedoes. Cad Bane with the Lats, Razzies, Andu Blood, Contraband, Cybernetics, Proton Cannons, Marksmanship, Boss with Expert Handling, Marksmanship, Dr. Afra, who seems I'm, to be a really big part of Scum Builds right now. Pretty I good. I'm so excited to see Dr. Dr. Afra in, in making top in tournaments. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, hopefully maybe yeah. a little bit more. She, she's starting to show up a little bit in, in, in tournaments. In terms of cut, I, th- I think you know if there is a Scum list that somehow makes cut, there's a chance that she's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Fen Rao. In this case, Fen Rao didn't wasn't in this list, but Fen Rao is popular in Scum. Yeah, uh, Doctor Afra had the Houndstooth title, Dead Man Switch, Babu Frick, Dengar, Triple Zero, and Lando Crew. For those of you that don't know, that Lando Crew doesn't specify what type, like what instance you're rolling your dice, so you can spend green tokens to re-roll the Dengar Gunner die when people shoot at you. You'd be like, "Cool, oh. I'm gonna Dengar you." Oh, that's that's nasty. yeah. So with triple zero, you get the calculator. Great, I'll spend the calculate. Uh, you didn't want to spend a token. You didn't have a green token, so I'm rolling the die. I rolled an eyeball. Cool, spend a calculate, re-roll into a hit. You suffer a damage. Wow. Uh, so lots of shenanigans. And then Manaru with R5P8, Punishing 1, Title, Contraband, Cybernetics, Gar Saxon, which Gar Saxon, you can spend a red or orange token on the enemy you're shooting at to roll an additional die. Um, that includes your own target locks that you have on them or their stress or their jams or whatever, depletes, whatever it is. And an expert read, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. So uh, the power potential and the, the shenanigans that he's able to do with Afro and Manaru alone, really good. Yeah. 
yeah, and unfortunately, Alex just had a couple of rough games on our stream. <laughs> I felt bad. He's like, don't worry, oh, you don't man. have to play on our stream ever again. He just got diced pretty hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so shout out to Alex from the Bespin Benchwarmers. Man, I was gonna say that's also a chunky list to get through too. It like, is, yeah, that's the the same thing as like that double decimator. It's just there's so much hull just to chew through in in that limited time that you have. Yeah, it it is it is a lot. Um, I, I, I think... like the scum list a lot. Mm-hmm. Lee Mackay can do a lot of work. R four B eleven. You can you basically force your opponent to reroll their defense dice, which is also pretty good. <laughs> It's like uh, a, it's like a bomber. It's like like the, Salvo, Sat Salvo, yeah. yeah. It's like Sat Salvo. Indeed. Uh, any other impressions from just what you've seen, you know, overall from this tournament? Yeah, I was gonna say it was fun watching watching the streams. Uh, I came in on that last day and uh, was surprised to not see Darth Vader in the top cut. That was that was kind of a big one for me. Yeah, Vader crew made his, made his way in the uh, cut, but. Very also, different version. Uh, almost no separatist. There's yeah. two. No, two almost no first order. And yeah, two no first, first order. Uh, no, there's first order. There's, I, well, yeah, no two. But two not not order. yeah not at the top. But yeah, um, that's kind of that's kind of a little disappointing. I hope that we see some big changes with the separatist faction. Uh, Manny, are you inspired point. by Resistance winning a 48 player event? Pretty cool. Oh. Uh yeah, I I don't I I no idea that that that's there was that many people, but uh yeah no I'm 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 happy for the faction sure. Yeah yeah well you heard it here first Man- Manny is very he's absolutely <laughs> thrilled he's jumping up and down we need to strap him into his chair. <laughs> I was he he's calm he's down a, buddy. Yeah no he he thinks it's inevitable. It's like of course. Yeah, uh, BB8 Pod doing doing some work doing some work. Cool. I mean, well, again, those, those pods will just live forever. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, what's, that's well, what's great. Probably not going to go uh, after them. Two points. Well, only two points. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Good. No. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. To probably our my favorite segment. I know Andrew, you like it a lot too. It's fun. Let's break it or buy it, baby. All gauntlet right. style. We're talking about the gauntlet. Who? The what? The gauntlet. We've yeah. got us three pilots picked for this one. Yep, and it's it's only been out for about I, maybe is is it two years now? Or uh, I think only a year. Only a year. year. Yeah. No, wait. We're, we're, it came out around the yeah. time that that uh, last Adepticon. Unic. So yeah, it was March at the last, last year. Adepticon. Yeah, last year. Yeah, well, over a year now. Um, yeah. Um, does that mean we have a friend anniversary? So, yeah, we missed oh, no, a friend anniversary, bro. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Damn, hell we yeah. Go back to our it. Facebook messages and like find the exact date. I, mean, I don't want to go through our Facebook. No, messages. I don't. <laughs> That's a bad idea. <laughs> a lot of it's like probably twelve felonies committed in that. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, oh god, if this ever reaches the public eye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a good thing we're doing it on a public podcast, <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> All right, we got so I picked three guys: Maul, Captain Hark, and Bo-Katan Kreez. Um, Andrew, why don't you explain how Break It or Buy It works? Sure. So Break It or Buy It is we try to 
pick some ships that aren't being flown that much in the game and we either break it where we say, okay, it's okay at its current cost, but maybe we change the loadout. Maybe we give it more loadout or we give it different slots or we decide if we're going to buy it, which means that we will take it at its current value. But um, if if it was only like one, a couple points less or uh, if we think it should be more for some reason. Yeah, but it yep. more but with extra stuff. So that is the rules for break it or buy it. Uh, Manny, do you want to kick it off with Darth Maul? Yeah, Darth Maul gauntlet for the scum faction. Uh, should I just go over the yeah? What do you card or the go impact? over every every? Let's go over the stat line first. So break down what a stat line is and what its dial is, what its All actions right. are, and then you can go on into Maul specific. Yeah. All right, so it shoots uh, th- uh, three tech dice, uh, three uh, uh, three in the front, uh, two out the back, uh, rolls two evades, nine hull, two shields, and he has uh, 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 three fours. Action Maul specifically, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, action is a focus, a, a red reinforce, a target lock, and a red coordinate. Uh, should I also go over like the upgrades, like the, the uh, categories, the slots, or just uh, the slots? Nah, don't worry about the slots yeah, until yeah. we talk about breaking it or buying it. Well, I think. Uh, so the uh, yeah. Also, oh, the ability is while well, you perform a uh, coordinated action, you if you choose a ship with an initiative lower than yours, you may spend one force. If you do, treat the action as white, and you may coordinate one initial friendly ship. With the with an initiative lower than yours, each friendly ship you coordinate this way gains one strain token. Jeez, I don't Let's need dissertation. Like longer effects, like I don't in need the entire dissertation. Game, I think. <laughs> but yeah, 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 that's a manifesto of a of an ability for sure. A yeah, he's i five yeah. a large base because you know it's a gauntlet. Uh, eight points as a cost, and he has yep. thirteen points of Loadout in total. 15, yeah, yeah, 15. I'll jump in really quick just for the dial side of things. Uh, the gauntlets have zero stop. It's red. One banks are blue. No one straight or one hard. Two hards are white. Two bank blue. Two straight blue. And three hard red. Three bank whites. Three straight white. And then a four straight. That is white. That is no one straight on that thing. Very, it's got uh, the swivel wing, which yeah, uh, can pivot around, execute a, a zero stop. Yeah, you can choose to move ninety degrees or one eighty. Yep. Um, but you roll one agility. Yep. Yeah, one fewer defense die. Agility for that. Yeah. So all right. So Manny, you 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 play with a local who loves yeah. Maul. Shout out to Lloyd. Lloyd, Lloyd loves, the loves, loves Maul. Maul. He's yeah. got a cool painted, custom painted gauntlet. He loves Maul. Maul was put in the absolute doghouse at, at nine points for a while. He was eight when he first came out, and then they he made him nine. Out, yeah, mm-hmm. so he was at eight first with like twenty six loadout, or with like a like pretty high amount of loadout. And right. then he got jumped up to nine with a reduced loadout. loadout. Yes, <laughs> which is like like what exactly did he do to like? Yeah, that's that's what we should be talking about is what did he do? Because honestly, he didn't really do anything. Yeah, Um, everyone was putting Maul crew on Ezra in Rebel. 
Well, I mean, that's a different faction. Like, if you're building a No, I know. Scum. I mean, that was where Maul oh, was sure. in the gauntlet was, like, relevant. Yeah, like, if you were seeing Maul, I see what you mean. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Manny, would you break it or buy it here with Maul? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I don't play scum at all. So, I mean, I-5, eight points. I mean, 15 loadout. I, I have to compare them with, like, the other ships from, like, Rebel Sampire, like <laughs> no, Han, don't do it. Right, <laughs> don't do it. You compare it with Han. <laughs> one point less, yeah, five no, more loadout. <laughs> Ray, one point less, yeah, five more I would loadout. Say break him. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna buy him. I think I would need to break him in order to justify taking him. All right, what are you breaking? Oh, okay. So if Han is seven, he could go down to seven. Uh, so I don't know if you're I... gonna buy it. You're gonna. Well, I think well, he's. Well, I think up. he's gonna completely break multiple things here. I yeah. Think he okay. might oh, be wait. talking about cost, and then more than just that. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh... Would you break? Would you change anything else? Because if you don't, then you are buying it at seven. If you are gonna change anything else, then you are technically still breaking it. If would you change anything else? Gotcha. Um, in that case, no. out. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think he's at seven points with his force. You have to be careful of that. If he is going to be seven points with that force, then yeah, his loadout should be less than the other the other seven pointers for sure. Well, mm. I know, like, is there a combination in scum that can like really make use of this, or like some pieces that can really synergize with his ability? I mean, you can give some double mods with your coordinates to a couple lower initiative ships. All right, but yeah, that's I basically mean, that's, it, right? That's what you would do. Oh, okay. And I then mean, each friendly ship making strains. But, I mean, what lower initiative ships are you taking? Are you really trying to, to, to reinforce? With I don't you know. know. Yeah, Scum isn't. Scum, I think Scum could really use a, you know, a star player kind of jumping into the ring like this. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't any obvious choices at F scum Fen Rao. Here's the issue with scum. Um, I mean, there's many, but one of them is like, okay, cool. I have scum Fen Rao six points. Now can I, do I feel confident with my options to build 14 points around him? Mm-hmm. And usually your options are like odd, weird, like costs, like odd numbers. And they don't add up to 20, they add up to 19 or 21. Uh, and you know, that's difficult. So I don't think, you know, him going down would necessarily all of a sudden make the faction just way better. I yeah. think maybe people just consider it. They don't even necessarily play them still automatically. So, and you can con- you can compare it to like a fire spray, right? Because like a fire spray is also there's seven points except for Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, then the fire spray chassis just ability. It's one less like hull point. So instead of you know the the nine two stat line. You have six hull, four shield, uh, three out the front, three out the back, still two agility. Yeah, medium base can white boost. Yeah. Yeah, the four shields is one of the biggest selling points for a fire spray. Huge, right? It, yep. It's like, because the, the problem with the, the gauntlet is that they can, even with the force, I mean, they can, you yeah, know, crit sponge. get destroyed pretty quick. <laughs> crit sponge. <laughs> yeah, crit, right. Crits are, are going to be an issue there. Yeah. So it's like, at what point does Maul become more attractive than taking that fire spray? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I I think the gauntlet is just really awkward in the game. 
It just is. Um, yeah. It's it's also not to mention like how it's a dope ship. Don't get me wrong; it looks great on a table, but it is an inconvenience to play with, especially <laughs> yeah. to have on stream. Yeah, the peg is pretty bad. Well, it just it just takes you just covers everything, and it's just uh, in the way. That's true. You know, it's just like, like it is what it is. It's like there's <laughs> uh, three to four ships hiding underneath those wings. It's a very cool ship. It is, and that's that's without you know with with me qualifying like it is cool. Yeah, and I am proud of. My, I have mine right next to me right now. Like my, my, uh, the one I painted like Knight Brother style, like Ezra for Ezra or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just oh, it's, awesome. it's a uh, it's a little loose on the peg and it's a little big. So if if Maul was one point less, he you could take Maul with Amon and Doctor Afra. Yeah, I mean the three ship the the three ship scum list like you're. Your hope is that your opponent dies and doesn't play the objective. And that enough. you never play salvage, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you never play salvage. You only play assault. Chance engagement is hard for those lists. Yeah. Uh, uh, scramble is hard because you're low initiative. Like, your opponent just has more flexibility than you when you build lists like that. I mean, even if you don't even if you don't want to go, I mean, you could go uh, Cad Bane and then Bosk. And now you got four ships. I mean, if so, if Maul is seven, then Lee Makai makes it ten, and then Dirge uh, yeah. makes it fourteen. That's three ships, and then you could do like, I mean, you could and do then, Fen Rao to make it twenty, or you could do Boss that makes it sixteen, and then Boss yeah, you could do yeah. a five ship or four ship list. Basically, so you do Boss Cad Dirge Lee Makai Maul. Is that OP? Oh, I'm sorry. Bosk is seven nine. Cad thirteen. Dirge seventeen. Lima Kite. No, it's not. Bosk yeah. isn't really a ship. Like to me, I mean, Bosk is probably <laughs> the lamest of the two point options right now. Although his ability can be really good. Yeah. Um. He's just he doesn't. He's not slider. Sabine. There's, he's just not. He's just not fun. He's just kind of there. Oh, um. And Z ninety five just isn't Bosk a very fun Z ninety five. I I don't know. Nobody really talks about Bosk and like uh. They say hey, you know, like maybe. Maybe he's able to split a crit. He gets ignored, or he just gets punished immediately and dies immediately. Yes. But he's cheap for a reason. The Z95 yeah. chassis, unless you're the Republic Z95, like Slider, I, just, it's I just think, not a very great chassis. Sure. But, I mean, like, for Scum, I, th I, think, it's, I think it's a very decent two-point ship. He's there. He's, yeah. he's, he, I mean, he's the, he's the two-point option. He's um, a distraction or th could yeah. be a threat, though. Uh, yeah. It, with marksmanship, like... he could, yeah. Yeah, I mean, most scum players could care less when he dies. Um, right. For, you yeah. know, same th with Sabine. But, I think Sab Sabine, same way, for goes for Slide or any of the two-pointers. I mean, yeah, they're, they're cheap for a reason. They're the objective ships, or if they can stick around, you know, they'll get there. But yeah, I think I think if Maul goes down to seven, I don't think you need to change the loadout, and I think it's fine. Yeah, I think I think maybe even like yeah, if you change the loadout, you could do fourteen points, just one less. Just if he goes down start. to six, is that a bridge too far? Is yeah, that yeah. a I think six might far? be a, a bridge too far? Yeah. yeah, six is six is a weird state. Now, then now you might need to drop like the other gauntlets. Well, no, there shouldn't be any large base with that much health that that high initiative with a coordinating ability with three force at six points. That yeah, that's also true. There's just like a lot of lot of there there at six yeah. points. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I mean, yeah, reinforce with force that that force as well. Coordinating yeah, that, multiple coordinates mm -hmm. that does yeah. make you yeah, Not that to makes mention, you like a load pretty unkillable. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're putting them up against like, sure, there are six point options, like Chopper's six points, Afro six points, but they belong at six. I think Maul belongs. It's, it would actually belong at seven. And yeah. Yeah, I think he's just been doghoused for almost no reason. Yeah. Really bizarre. I think, it's I weird. Would, I think it would be okay yeah. at seven, though. I think. It would I mean, can we talk about how weird it is product. that he was put in the doghouse with a product <laughs> they need to sell? Like, it's like a newer product. Yeah. It's like really expensive to produce that, like, That's they weird. aren't selling as it, many of. I don't know. It's making me think that, like, but they found some like stupid combination. Know. Yeah, like that maybe we haven't even thought about yet that would make it completely broken. But what yeah. if scum is has a potential of being but, that broken, right? I don't. Well, I mean, you'd be surprised. Scum can do a lot of weird things. Like, yeah. it's just like well, and and the problem the problem with scum is that their individual pieces can be so good. Like yeah. if if Boba Fett was it's a bunch of lone wolves points or seven points, that becomes a problem. Yeah, you yeah. I mean, it's people quit the game over stuff like that. Right. And it's just it's that so bad. it's. I think Scum is probably one of the hardest factions to balance because of that. Because their whole faction identity is that like individually yep. they're so strong. Yeah, it's a very two point e faction right. in, in my eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we agree on. Um, or we could just say that AMG just hates Scum, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Think I mean, they hate scum. I, I I think AMG. I've gotten. I've reached the point where I think AMG doesn't particularly care that much about Scum. I just. I think they're like, yeah, they're there, and we'll change some things. I mean, they changed Fen. They changed Fen old T and a few other I, pieces. Yeah, I think they're so. making efforts on it too, and I think that it is a faction that it's just not you, enough. If you push it a little too hard, yeah, I think that there's some other options that they can open up for sure. Yeah, but I think it's also a faction that if you if you push it too hard, you know, the other way that it can get really there, broken. Very. There's hard. also too many scum ships that are extended only. Um, yeah, I think I mean, the faction could really use a Star big. Viper or something. Yes. They don't. There's so many extended scum ships. You know, yeah. So hopefully, when those come back, reprinted. that'll help too. Yeah. If yeah, I mean, if I think come we're back. in a holding pattern for all, all reprints right now. Um, yeah. We haven't heard anything about the gunboat. Hopefully soon we do because they did spoil that as a the upcoming release. They did. Yeah. Well, well. Hopefully we haven't heard anything about it in a long time, but hopefully we do soon. Uh, just um, a side note. Apparently, like all of Legion is gonna get like reprinted in higher quality plastics. So. Does wow. that mean that X Wing's going to be next? Probably not. But I mean, I don't know. Nice that's cool. That that seems to be well. Sure. I mean, I would like that. But if that's where the money is going, I'm alarmed. If that's where they're putting their resources into, like for the game, it's like but no, I, please. I think Legion is like the one line and, that AMG has right now. I also, I mean, I think that the the the, the plastics are pretty high quality on X Wing ships already. Oh yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't it think it seems so unnecessary. Help. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. Oh. You know, good that they're 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 not ro- rotating. Like it's nice to hear that it's not Shatterpoint. So that gives me hope. Yeah, yeah. It's funny as soon as as we're as we're doing this recording right now, Joe Churchman comments in our in our podcast chat. Thanks for the shout out from our last episode from Golden State Games. It's funny. You're oh, welcome, nice. Joe. If you're listening to this one, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, can I do so, Captain Hark, okay. or yes, do you want to do Boca Tan? No, I I well I yeah I'm I'm down to do Boca Tan. Uh, cool. All right, so Bo-Katan, I'll do so Captain Hark. Yes, the Empire has a gauntlet. Did you know that? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Captain Hark is a six-point option in Empire. He's initiative three, and he's got 14 loadout. So after you reveal his ability, after you reveal a zero-stop maneuver, if you are equipped with civil swivel wings down, you may execute a one bank or, uh, or one left or right 
side slip with a one bank template of the same difficulty instead. So you can do a basically a one side slip as a red maneuver instead of stopping. And then you must, uh, and then after you execute the maneuver, you must flip the swivel wings down. Uh, so I guess you could you could technically do it with the swivel wings up or down. I think you can because it says yes. if you're equipped with swivel wings down. Yep. Um, a side slipping gauntlet when this when this was spoiled, everyone's like, "This is going to be so silly and fun and cool," and I'm super excited about it. And I just think that momentum just kind of got lost. I think he started off too pricey, and now he's at a place where he probably belongs, yeah. but he's still kind of left behind because that faction has a lot of other choices for half the price. You can multiply ships for a similar value. So mm-hmm. let me see. Let me think. Six points, fourteen loadout. I'm going to break Captain Hark. I'm going to keep him at six points, but I'm going to give him... You know what? I'm going to give him 20 loadout. Yeah, I said it. Uh, he only has a, a talent, gunner, illicit, mod, payload, and crew. One crew slot, not two. One crew. See, I would I would give him an extra crew slot, too. Um, I think if he has 20 loadout, giving two crew could be... Maybe could be too much, but... Mm. Um, and I'm staying on the line of breaking it. Maybe I would remove his illicit slot um, just so he's can't, you know, I think false transponder codes is always an obvious, more obvious one. Uh, overtune modulators, contraband. Contraband's good. I don't even know good. if he really deserves to lose his illicit, but yeah, I would. Uh, yes. Why not? Let's make uh, you got rack and all the other decimators at seven with 20 loadout. Let's give you a six point gauntlet for the, like this. I am saying this, as if I were somebody at Atomic Mass Games, it's like, guys, we got to sell the gauntlet. We got to sell the gauntlet. So uh, we're making Captain Hark six points and we're giving him 20 loadout. Let's get people into flying the, the all these other gauntlet pilots that we barely remember, like Captain Hark. So I'm breaking it and I'm giving him 20 loadout. Same cost. Cool. Thoughts? Opinions? Uh, I think give him the extra crew slot. Um, I think with his ability, if you're if you can put Vader and ISB Jammer on him, or uh, ISB, uh, or no, I mean um, Death Troopers. You can put Vader and Death Troopers on him with his side slip ability. Now that's something <laughs> you can move into position to use that to to put him in somewhere funky. Where when he does that zero stop maneuver, who knows where he's going to be. And that could be, that could give you some really cool options. I think still makes it playable. Like it's still, you know, I guess some people would say that's a could be a negative play experience. I think that that actually makes it exciting for both people. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Also, this is a ship. I mean, unlike decimators, this this is another ship that it, it doesn't stick around the board for that much longer. Uh, even when it does that zero stop maneuver, it's only rolling that one. Um, it doesn't have like that rotating arc that the uh, that the the decimator has as well, and this also the decimator has that one forward you can control where it moves. Gauntlets move fast. And it has and gauntlets everywhere, and it has gauntlets, gauntlets. which is huge gauntlets. as well. Which the, yeah. they don't. Uh, cool thing about Captain Hark is that it, uh, Hark can take uh, Beskar, like can take Mandalorian upgrades as well. Yeah, he is a Mandalorian. That's kind of neat. Good, yeah. good point, Andrew, for sure. Um, so you get you get access to the Mandalorian optics and uh, like Beskar reinforced plating, um, all such all such cool stuff. Yeah, you could yeah, yeah. do at five points if you take the drop seat bay. 
that gives you access to that gives access to an extra crew slot so you can take yeah. the mandalorians but then you lose access to like taking yeah, the points to or... take other things yeah, yeah anything else yeah so yeah that's those are that's captain hark um i think we all kind of uh, manny anything about harky boy i mean i don't know that much to really say something substantial so i'm good <laughs> okay all right all right andrew we're doing bo-katan Kreese. which yes. one we are going to be doing the separatist version of bo-katan Kreese. this is one that i think on the separatist side or between republic and separatist because she can be in both um i think people i've seen more separatist versions on the table so i think this is an easier one to to bump up into relevance especially in a faction that just needs more help and uh, we got Bo-Katan Kreez at six points for tw- 12 loadout. And her pilot ability is before a friendly ship at range zero to two activates, you may spend one charge. She has one reoccurring charge. If you do, that ship may gain one strain token to remove one non-stress red or orange token. So this helps at the start of activation. If there's a target lock on another ship, if there is a, an uh, an ion, she also she's I four. Um, yep. So if she st- sticks around close, she can do this ability before friendly ships activate. If they have an ion on them for some reason, if they have um, a deplete or anything like that as well, if they're not going to do a blue maneuver, I think this is you're going to probably see this more for like target locks. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, they have to gain a strain, which is could be they scary. Do gain strain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is sure. in in separatists. This is going to be on more of your like offense forward ships, because um, they do want to roll those three dice. But even like I don't know, Droid Tie Fighter, where they're throwing like three reds, um, they only got that three hull though. So losing that extra die can be pretty, can be a bummer. Um, it's not maybe. Yeah, even with the Vulture Class droid, this is a ship that doesn't really want to take strains too much. Um, well, it's before you activate, right? So could you just like plan out a blue move, then activate the ability, and then you do the blue move to take away the strain? Which, I mean, yeah, that that's great too. Good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not as much of a drawback as, as, as it might we seem. initially thought. Yeah. Um, I 12 loadout, man. 12 lo- that's I mean this is where I think I'm going to break this as well. Um I think I'd be okay bumping this up to I mean maybe even 20. Yeah, I feel like separate just can't abuse loadout as much unless you're Django or Zam. I feel yeah. like having a lot of loadout doesn't really equate to like being able to like oppress. Unless yeah. you're Savage oppressing. Ha ha ha. I don't think anything else is you have to really <laughs> I think you that's got- a huge worry. You got some cool, um, you got some cool crew that you can take though. Like you can even mm-hmm. put like um, Hondo on there, but not like uh, anything as terrifying as Vader, right? Or Palpatine? No. Or, yeah. I was like Zam. Zam is probably the like one of the the big ones that you want to put on there. Zam on Bo-Katan would be really cool. That would be cool. That would be pretty menacing, uh, but not too I bad. Think- yeah, and I mean, because right now Zam is 11 points, so at 12 yeah. loadout, that's it. You just take it, it's her in that. Um, take the, the, can take the title, the gauntlet upgrade, get an extra crew, so she has that. She can also, once again, is a Mandalorian, can take the Mandalorian upgrades as well. So I think I would be okay. I mean, even, you know, even with Zam going up to, uh, going up to like 20. Um, and then that, I mean, 
that even gives you access to if you wanted to the drop seat bay you can do zam you can do something cool with the mandalorian uh troopers as well which one are they in Mm -hmm. this one the death watch commandos they're eight points yeah wow so um with the drop if you take the drop seat bay you can't take the death watch commandos (laughs) Oh wow, that's uh, Which is weird. that kind of breaks the gimmick. The yeah, gimmick doesn't thing. it? Because it's like the whole point of taking the drop seat bay is that so you could you could take the Death Watch command. What are you drop seating otherwise? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. That's the, exactly. That's, like, that's they are extremely annoying to go up against. Not because they're like sorry, good. No, it's because yeah, they're well, very annoying to move around. I know it overlap. Like, oh. Go under ships. It's just. Uh, so it takes way too much time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no offense to you, commando players out there, but you are slightly more hated than anybody else <laughs> when you drop those. <laughs> I I keep wanting to bring them. I keep bringing them because they are. It seems so cool. I love the idea. It just it. it just adds a lot of aches. <laughs> I think really for everybody does. involved. <laughs> just a moving box. Especially yeah. if like your planet gets like if your planet gets like the clock. It's like yeah, I'm gonna yeah. move this uh, commando token under like three ships. Are you sure you want to do that? Even the person that sure. is doing it is like, do I really want to do this? You know, At that point, it's less about winning, more about just making your opponent's life hell. I will yeah. say, no, I don't. I think that there is there is a strategy. If you are the gauntlet player, the longer that like the turn the rounds go, the more likely your ship is to to be destroyed. So based on the game state like in a not cheating way this is a way to maybe <laughs> extend some time on your side to, oh you i don't know, know that's a slippery slope I mean, that's a that's a fucking sure slippery it's not cheating, slope. but it's like <laughs> I don't, i'm not saying it's a good idea and you shouldn't take it because of that that's wrong that's not good that's, this is gonna be all over twitter or uh, x yeah, or whatever you call uh, it uh, z y theta beta yeah well, yeah, so they only uh, shoot twice, so it's like it's not like they do anything so like substantial. It's just the movement stuff, the second yeah. round, yeah. And, they, and they're chunky. Oh, they like, give strains. If you yeah, if you finish overlapping them, they do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's or they uh, move into you and overlap. It's you. not bad. Yeah, I I still think that it's not. It's, that's not what it, we're saying. It's just it's it's, it's cool to take. It's them. a lot of things to it is. be doing. In I game I. Around. I'm definitely more of a thematic player, so I love the idea of you know dropping commandos when I play things like the Gauntlet. I that's an aspect of the yeah. game that I really like. I think it's a cool idea, but yeah, it it can be annoying for sure. It's if you ever deal with like dropping a bomb on top of a ship or anything like that too. Well, that's yeah, fine because I mean, it's like yeah. it's only one round, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Anything else about Bo before we move on to our audience topic? But yeah, uh, well, I was just going to say with, with Bo, yeah, I think you can, I think the points are fine at six. You go up to 20 and we should probably just do an episode on what we think we could do just to make the separatist faction playable yeah. um, and not in a way where you're taking Sunfac and Grievous. Again. Back to the like, roots. Yeah. Back to the, the yeah. swarmy yeah, roots like good, that is separatist. Right. Well, you're like to the droids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep wouldn't that be great yeah for sure yep. um clones are going back to the roots of you know clones lots of clones our republic yeah. is lots of clones now i think you know separatists would be nice to go back to the droids yeah um, the droids we are looking for as they say and and you get some cool republic versus separatist games that, that would be, be pretty cool. sweet i would be into it for sure but yeah that's the last comments that i have on the gauntlet with uh bo katan it's a fun ship and yeah i think it's it's been hobbled for some reason 
Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? It's just like for you know, apparently, it's like somehow the gauntlet will never return. <laughs> uh, so it yeah. came in one in a blink of an eye. It, it came, it saw, it certainly did not conquer. <laughs> well, when it, when it first came out, there was a period of time where everybody was trying to break it. Everyone, it was getting yeah, played well, a yeah. lot. R- R- Rook cast for sure. Uh, Rook cast was the star. Was good, but also. Um, uh, not Captain Hark, but the other one in Empire, um, was a was a great Sloan carrier. I I played uh Gar Saxon. I played Gar Saxon Empire. Quite how long has Sloan been banned? That was the last time Gar Saxon was in play. That was since the uh, the Depticon two years ago, like right yeah. when two point five came out, or just a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Still hard to believe that was only one year ago or a year and a half ago almost, but it was actually mm-hmm. it is over a year and a half ago. Yeah. All right. JJ uh, from Planning Face Syndicate asked in our uh, 312 podcast chat what is, uh, the, about the life cycle of the meta. So how long do you guys think it takes for a meta to clarify after a change? And what is your ideal meta? Manny, I'm going to start with you. Uh, okay. Um, how, how long does it take for a minute to clarify? I mean, I don't know how I'll go about answering that question. Um, uh, don't you say yo mama again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I because it feels as if like after every big tournament, it, it seems that there's always a person that brings a ship or pilot that people just kind of underestimated and kind of show other players like, hey, it's actually usable and it's actually pretty good, right? But in general, I mean, high initiatives still kind of rule, like kind of rule X-wing. Uh, what is my ideal meta? I mean, like a diverse array of playable ships and pilots uh, with all sorts of initiatives. I feel. Yeah, I no, I I agree with that. Yeah. Um, what is your so? It, variety is good. Variety in this game. Yes, uh, I won't. I'll, I'll jump in after Andrew. Andrew, what about you? Yeah, so I would say to in, how long it takes to define a meta. I would say the first big tournament is usually when a, a meta gets solidified. Any event I would say that has like over thirty-five players is when you start to see it first become established, and that's usually when people start building around that or building things to counter that. And that, that is what sets the tone for what the meta is going to be. Uh, I think that forgot what the, the big tournament before Gen Con was, uh, was when we really saw uh, Lone Star open Lone Star. Yeah. The Lone Star open is when we saw this meta develop and people around that time started bringing the Han list to like the store champions. And you start seeing that pop up more on, on places like list fortress. Yeah. And we're probably, you know, so, Paul Heavers. Yeah. Maybe, well. maybe about like a month or two though. Like after like points changes come out is when you really start to see the meta. And my ideal meta. I mean, yeah, I would, I would agree with, Manny, where you have lots of different, you you want that variance between, like a like different initiatives, different abilities, and and you and you see a a variance of the lists within the factions, uh, which is great. 
I'm trying to think. I think the meta before this one, this last one, mm-hmm. was pretty fun for me to fly in. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with that. I had a lot of fun with that. And that was um, with chaffs and everything too. Yeah, that was back with chaffs, Jingoist. but that was that was when I felt like there was more of an ebb and flow to like I that last this last minute I was flying Empire and I was flying Republic a lot. Um and I could really switch off between the two and and felt like I was doing well with both. Um versus now I feel like there's I I honestly feel like with this there's just Han when when there's one ship that is meta warping one pilot yeah one pilot that is that is warping the meta like that i think that is maybe the sign of like not as fun of a meta for me yeah i'm a little i'm a little disappointed with the current meta i'm happy that resistance won at crossroads i think that's awesome you know it's certainly not impossible for lists like infections like that to win but it does show more about the player skill i think in in those edge cases Mm -hmm. um and then nick how about you um yeah, I agree with you. How long does it take for a meta to clarify? I would say uh, two Worlds Open qualifiers or you know forty plus player events. Um, at, you know, at the second one usually affirms the first one or adds a little bit even you know more uh, complement to what you saw the first one. Like, there's also it's like yeah, you have these, but you also with the second event you have like you also have this. That's really good. Um, so you know, a couple bigger events. You can use those as, as a good frame of reference, a, a good sample size to be like, okay, this is clearly what people think is good, and this is clearly what's actually good. Um, my ideal yeah, meta... Uh, meta is, go ahead. I would say the second one is where you see what counters the, the winner of the previous one, too. Right, what people and think and counter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then what is, you know, my, my ideal meta is uh where i i want to see more four ship lists again and i want to even see some people take three ship lists i don't want every uh you know every single list i see to be five ships i know that it's not always the case sometimes there are maybe a you know some rebel lists have four ships right now and there are some that have six ships or maybe even seven but usually you can count on it being five for the most part you can count on it being five um and i'd like to see uh i'd like each faction to have more than one or two i4s or less be good or be like taken in lists yes and i think the only way to do that is to be aggressive with costing the less pop the just the less popular pilots um we talked about leva and tenza t65 with matt courser last time and just making leva and three points because make you know make an aggressive choice make people look at those things and consider building a list that's different and taking that value add um, yeah, because yeah. I mean, there is a downside to that lower initiative. You know, it's good to make that interesting. Where if you have that choice between that, I mean, honestly, that's I think where you're going to get back to what we were seeing in like uh, 2.0, where you could where three aces are viable because it's also viable to take uh, six I threes. Yeah, in a list as well. Yeah, I think we're. I'd love to see more low initiative. I think that's going to be the hardest thing to do to, to mm-hmm. make it so that we do see more of that. Just because when you have i fives and i sixes that are the same price, or maybe just one point more, it's 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 almost like it's a complete no brainer. You you know what you're doing with your list building. No, not throwing any shade at people who are playing more casually, of course, but just from yeah. a competitive perspective, you know, as we talk about the meta, I feel um, like we're 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 kind of zeroing in on on that that perfect balance though because the meta before this one 
was low a lot of low initiative the whole thing was lots of oh yeah the debut meta was rough yeah well the debut meta was just lots of ships in general yeah and um, more low initiative though like and more yes and, it was yeah. it was definitely a lot more low initiative the, the, i meant the meta before this one not the first yeah. one uh um, yeah the where, jingo I mean, jingo wampa meta you did have the jingos but i there was the i4s was the the sweet spot and you saw lots of i4s so Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay to take I3s, but most ships that were on the field were those I4s, and you could do um, higher ones, but they were more expensive. Now, it kind of pinballed the other way, where now, because all the costs on everything came down for those higher initiatives, now it only makes sense to take high initiative. So I think we're in the windshield, you know, we're in the pendulum, we're, we're maybe moving towards something in the middle in the future. Yeah, I, I, I think I prefer the last iteration of the meta versus now, but there were glimpses of things in this one that if we just like do a little bit more work, we'll probably be in the best shape that we've been. Yeah. Um, hoping that that's what we that that's what we get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I will say they made a lot of great choices, though, in this meta. Like, I'm happy that Scum is, is back because last meta, it was almost nowhere. I don't know if I agree that Scum is back. I, I, I reject. Pulse. I actually okay, reject. Not, that. Not just back, have a very faint pulse. There's there. a pulse. I like that, Manny. There is a pulse. I mean, it, it, the right people are making cut with scum. One person usually. One person. I'd the say cut. they're out of the ICU. <laughs> they're they're oh, yeah, stable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're stable. Yeah, but they're rushed. Yeah, they're they're on. Uh, they're being they're not, watched. Monitored. They're not healthy. For... Yeah, they're not healthy. But they're out of the ICU. They're being, they're they're being not... monitored. Right. <laughs> but they're making progress they're moving they're in the right the, yeah they're out of the iron lung yeah <laughs> uh, right and that's good that's better that's jesus sure. our standards <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god these analogies are great yeah oh man jj appreciate you man i appreciate uh what you do for yeah, the that community. was a great thank question you for asking uh, that, that was question. a lot of fun to answer so thank you so much for asking that yeah appreciate you um all right guys well uh let's before we wrap up our show I wanted to do something that I, I I was a little because of a provocateur. Sometimes I decided to post my Star Wars rankings on Facebook Ooh, of fun. the shows, the Star Wars shows. Oh wait, okay. Um, and so I am going to ask you guys. I'm not gonna. I, I'm gonna. You know, each one of you to rank from you know your favorite. Not necessarily like the objectively, but this is also subjective, anyways. But not necessarily what you think is the best, but your favorite, what you enjoyed the most from top to bottom. Uh, of the Star Wars shows, we are going to be excluding a couple uh, of the the children's shows like Resistance. Just uh, <laughs> you know, I was about to say, it's like how could you forget about the critically acclaimed <laughs> the Star Wars yeah, series Resistance? <laughs> but so just how could you we're forget about them? Animated and live action. <laughs> we are yes, we're going to have both animated and live action because the live action is actually taking parts of the animated shows and bringing them to life now, right? Yeah. Like very seriously doing that now. So I think that's only fair, right? Yeah. So, uh, Manny, uh, we'll start with you, okay? What's number one? Your favorite of the Star Wars shows thus far? All right. We have that list as your reference. All right. Uh, 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 Number one, what had to be Clone Wars? Um, uh, I feel Clone Wars really did what George Lucas was trying to do with the prequels. It basically redeemed the prequels in, in a lot of people's eyes. And and just the world building and the mythos that was expanding uh, through that show, 
is, and also I kind of grew up with it, so it holds sure. a special place in my heart. So Clone Wars is definitely would be my number one. Okay, Clone um, Wars, including the including season seven, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Season seven is the best Star Wars out there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Number two. Two. Oh, okay. Um, let's. Okay, yeah, Andor. Andor has to take it. Uh, Andor would have to be number two. Just with the writing, uh, like the grittiness, seeing a Star Wars that is not traditionally the typical Star Wars series, right? There, like, you don't see the Force. Uh, there are no Jedi. You literally just see the birth of the Rebellion. Um, and just like the brutality of it. Um, and also, Amazing writing. There's so many mm. good lines in that show. Uh, and oh, yeah, that monologue great. from Star oh, yes. Card. It was like, power does not panic, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, just a cool spy thriller. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I should probably uh, hurry up. It's okay. Um, number three. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. You're, you're, you're being succinct. Um, uh, Rebels. Uh, not so good as Clone Wars, but... You know, a solid show that uh, again expands. What did, you say, did you mean nothing the... against Bad Batch when you say that? Because Clone Wars, you put as number one, so I'm not sure what you mean by nothing against Clone Wars. No, no, no. Wait, no, wait. Uh, I said wait. So you said number uh, three, Rebels. Nothing against Clone Wars. I'm like, well, well, I'm, I'm confused. No, no, no. You put Clone Wars as number one. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Did I actually say that? Oh no, I'm sorry. I was just okay. I was saying that. Mean it's Bad like, Batch? no. So I mean to say, like, it's not as good as Clone Wars. Um, oh, gotcha. But okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, expands the the entire galaxy after episode three. Uh, Ahsoka is basically Rebel season five. So I'm also gonna. I mean, <laughs> sure, I'll put it a four. Okay. Uh, Bad Batch. Are we? Are you putting uh, Bad Batch above the Mandalorian? I mean, oh, season three. Great. Season three really it's, did read it down not for me. Great for us. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't like season three that much. But the Bad Batch still has some interesting plot threads that that have yet to be. Like, I love that you're putting the Mandalorian in the doghouse. Oh my god! This is, I mean, this is the so, content we're here for. So after Bad Batch, <laughs> I would put Obi Wan, then the Mandalorian. And oh, the my I, oh my god! Oh my god! For the hot takes, I really wanted you to say Book of Boba Fett and then the Mandalorian. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, that, I mean, those are, those are some hot takes. The only thing that's carried the Book of Boba Fett are those two episodes with Luke. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, yeah, that's right. I forgot that's that like, was in that's there. That's basically I it. I totally forgot that was in there. No yeah. wrong answers. I mean, like, no, that's great that you're, that you, yeah. I mean, you that you're enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan, the only thing that carries that series are like, the last two episodes. Okay. All right. Well, I'll get an Obi Wan in a bit. Um, yeah. Uh, Andrew, what about your rankings? Um, I got. I put Andor at number one. Let's go. For me, just because <laughs> I I think that Andor is really it's it's rewatchable for me. It's what the Star Wars universe and series needs, um, and it's so great. Um, and, and it's something that I've had fun maybe recently too. So I think that's why I'm putting it also yeah. like number one. Now the, number the two, jury is out. If we deserve Andor still, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it doesn't feel like a star. It feels like it's beyond like a star Wars. Wars show. Yeah. Um, no, it's gr- just a great TV show just in general, even if it wasn't star Wars. Right. Um, number two, I put rebels. Uh, rebels is, it's got a, a 
soft spot in my heart. The characters are just so amazing and uh, the story is so cool. Like uh, it's one of the reasons why Sabine is like one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars universe now. Um, Man, Ahsoka and- hasn't ruined it for you. Um, I, I'm looking at that almost as a different like property. Like it's just, it's, it's, those aren't like my characters, I guess. Okay. Um, it, it, Cause it's just, it's so weird and it's Not so my Ahsoka. It's own thing. <laughs> I, I, I kind of, you know, um, cause like they're, they're cooler in rebels and they, it makes a lot more sense there. Um, and then I put the Clone Wars for number three because it's just the, the episode's depth of story um, for all the reasons why, why Manny said it was number one for him. You know, I think that any of these could be interchangeable, you know, top one contenders. Um, the, the My rankings between them, just because I put them in this order, they are so close. Any of these are are, are ones that I'm willing to, to rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, but number four, I'm also putting The Mandalorian um for me that i really enjoy it i think it's perfect spaghetti western i think that's the what kicked off the return of star wars and making it great as a tv show and and what star wars is it's like a fun saturday morning cartoon that i absolutely love um you also hear me you know go on on rants um i i liked season three a lot i thought you know, it was it was pretty cool, ooh, and uh, I got to identify with the characters. It was great seeing, uh, you know, Bo-Katan Kreese again, and uh, and also the Mandalorian gives us some really cool space battles, which we don't really get to see in a lot of Star Wars media. You get to see the Gauntlet be badass, and that's awesome. Makes me want to wish they came out with a scum Naboo starfighter because it would be just awesome to fly. Yeah. So I also really appreciate the Mandalorian for that. Yeah. Um, Except the Razor Crest for days. Should have destroyed yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad about that still. Yeah. But we got the it's Razor Crest. That so that's cool too. Um, I'm just going to rip through the last, Lego set, right? last couple ones. Though. <laughs> Bad match. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry, no, Andrew. No. I'm sorry. Go right no. ahead. <laughs> no, it's all good. Because uh, I want to get to to Nick's takes as well. Um, I love the Bad Batch. Bad Batch is great. And then this is where I'm getting... I honestly like the top three could all be tied for one. I think these next could all be tied for the bottom. What number are we at, Andrew, for you? Uh, we're wise? going into six. So I put okay. um, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, and then Book of Boba Fett last. Yeah. For that. And Book of Boba. Uh, they've all they've all <laughs> fallen fat for me. Flat for me. I mean, <laughs> that um, as well. <laughs> the the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that was not a. A Freudian sub. I I think it's cool <laughs> that they got the original actor and and it's great. No, um, I don't. I think that's a, a fine choice. Um, the book of Boba Fett, though, it was just the the. It felt like such an opportunity that was missed, and I think that's why it was at the bottom because it could have been something so cool, right. and it and they played it so safe. And yeah, why do we, why do we have to make him a, a likable character? Um, <laughs> I might rewatch it because it's funny they make a lot of really funny choices like the street <laughs> urchins are the cleanest things in the galaxy like they look oh the street urchins the, the street urchins oh. who are like doing boba fett's bidding they're supposed to be like teens that are down their luck but they <laughs> have like they look like the wealthiest people in star wars oh wait oh like the space mopeds yeah yeah i've never really wish they died at the end and in Tatooine, like I've never seen anything so clean. 
Yeah. Like, they have to have a lot of money to make it, like, that clean with all their cybernetic upgrades. <laughs> when I, I just think of, when I think of Book of Boba Fett, I just think of the meme where people were posting the picture of the back of that Twi'leks head out of context, and it just looked like an ass. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, to me, it was that, un, that like, unnecessary, that unnecessary spin that one guy did to, like, take a shot protecting <laughs> that, like, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> They, Whose they idea took... was it to let the Spy Kids guy like run an episode of <laughs> Spy like, Kids Fett. guy? Yeah, it should have been in three D, dude. That's, where you get like that's... cool like three D things coming at you in the screen. That's, that's all gonna he ever say, is to me. Now that we're talking about it, maybe Book of Boba Fett is awesome. <laughs> we just <laughs> yeah. didn't yeah, like, get it. Right it's level. We just didn't get it. Yeah, it's it's a comedy. It's totally yeah. I will say yeah. though, it's Spy Kids too. There is that very deep line of Steve Buscemi saying. You think God stays in heaven in fear of what he's created? And I'm just like, you don't deserve that. That that movie doesn't deserve that deep of a line. Yeah, that right? Like that cool of a line? Yeah. 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 All right. Should I do mine real quick? Yes, absolutely. Okay. When I look at this list, I see a lot of flaws. This, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I see and then I see Andor. It's like Andor and then just a lot of flawed shows. <laughs> like in just Nine different ways. Just, 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 well, yeah, diamonds is, yeah, there's, there's something. They might be rocks, might be diamonds. I mean, and, but every show, there is stuff that I really loved, even little tiny nuggets of Book of Boba Fett, very small parts, but, yeah. um, like two episodes. N- number one is Andor for sure. Um, I'm, I'm, some of you guys know I'm kind of a cinephile and I love, I love, uh, things feeling really gritty and cold and dark. And I just thought that Andor is like the closest thing to like an adult oriented, adult forward, uh, show that took itself very seriously and and i i loved everything about that so andor is definitely number one i think good writing in star wars hopefully maybe they take some lessons from the folks who did work on that um on andor very esteemed you know credible people uh number two this is where this starts to get hard so do i go i'm looking at clone wars i'm looking at rebels and between those two i think Oh, this is hard. I I'm going to I'm gonna go with Clone Wars. Rebels is really close though. I the reason why I go with Clone Wars over Rebels is just because, as Manny pointed out, I think there's a lot of depth and world building and just um it it, it was very much aware of the kind of things it was trying to set up for characters like, Wars, like Anakin. Yes. Yeah. Was extremely brutal. Like Clone Wars did not hold back. It, in terms but of there's fatality. also some really bad. Up, but here's the downside of Clone Wars: there's some, there's way less cringe in Rebels than there is in Clone Wars. There's yeah. some really bad, That's bad, fair. like bombad the bombad Gungan episode. Anything with Padme and the the Rodian who she called her uncle. That was interesting. I don't remember, uh, but okay. Well, well, you blacked it out. Um, <laughs> there's just some cringe, but to, yeah, to Clone Wars fair, I mean, finished on a high note for sure, yeah. and. Um, in Ahsoka, everybody, you know, has an attack. Well, to get into Ahsoka in a second, they have an attachment to Ahsoka because of Clone Wars. She as just like Anakin started off as a very kind of bland and annoying character and kind of grew into a more respect, respectable, more badass supporting protagonist type character, um, which is cool. But I do, you know, my opinions on Ahsoka, I don't love Ahsoka as much as some of the biggest Ahsoka fans out there. She, I think she's cool. That's really the where I draw the line. I like, I like her. Um, number three, Rebels, uh, Harrison Dula, Kanan Jarrus, um, are two of my favorite characters from the Disney era, like next to Krennic, 
uh, and, and, and a couple other. I just like the whole cast of Spectre Squadron in general. I thought they were all cool. Sabine and Zeb and Chopper. And, um, you know, I'm sure. Am I missing somebody? I don't think so. But from so Rebels number three. And then number four, I'm going to go with The Mandalorian at number four. Season one. Spaghetti Western, like you said, Andrew, is a little formulaic, but it was cool. It was it 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 set the tone. It was the tone setter for what was to come. It was great. First season had a little bit, a couple of not great episodes, but overall was pretty good. Second season I thought was great. I thought they really buttoned up them the episodes feeling kind of the same after a while, where you would just kind of do a side quest. I loved episode season two, especially the end. Season three, I was disappointed by. And I thought it lacked a direction until the very end when it was felt just a little too late. But I would give it number four. Number five, Obi-Wan. Nostalgia. Your boy's got a little bit of nostalgia in him. Um, and I thought outside of a couple of moments, I actually thought the show was pretty, pretty good. Um, it, 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 wasn't as good as, it wasn't as good as I would have liked it to be. But for me, it was good enough that I don't look upon it with like dissatisfaction and like resentment. I'm, I just maybe yeah, I wish it could have been better. Because it should have been a little bit better, but it was it was fine. Uh, I put Ahsoka after Obi Wan. I enjoy. I think Ahsoka is probably a better show, but it's it's more boring for me. I thought it just it just didn't really hit the height of what it could have been, and I think it it was just too slow for way too long. And then the highs were really high as Manny and I experienced some awesomeness together oh, of Ahsoka. Yeah. Some really good stuff in that show. Like I just felt like a lot of the characters were just kind of boring or underdeveloped even though they seemed interesting or they yeah. were like there was a lot of potential Which we so didn't get any delivery on that because they didn't like s- that like these are characters that have such rich backstories and for them to feel so flat and underdeveloped when it becomes live action is just weird yeah yeah um animation is always better uh Props to Bad Batch. It 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 was a show that surprised me pleasantly, and I was really thrilled with the first season. The second really season, I didn't care for about half, uh, maybe a third of the second season. But Bad Batch, it was it was really good. I just got to give them kudos because it was really solid. So I put it right after Ahsoka. It it seems to be you know bottom of the list, but uh, I you know it, to me Bad Batch can be adjacent to Rebels and Clone Wars, and it can also mm-hmm. be adjacent to Ahsoka. Like it's just kind of all over the place for me. Just because like of what it connects to. Makes more sense. A tier list, yeah, maybe but, next time. Yeah. But visually, like you can't really like it's hard to do a, a tier oh, list yeah, no, you know, over yeah. a podcast, right? Uh, and then Book of Boba Fett, we we talked about it already. It's just uh it was unnecessary. And if they were gonna, I would have just preferred them to do like episodes, like short episodes about different bounty hunters, like a Ben Dengar episode, a Greedo episode, a Zuckus episode, a Boba that episode. Been cool. That would Chronicles been of Bounty Hunters would have been way better. And you know what? Fucking hire me, Lucasfilm. Excuse my language, but hire <laughs> me and I'll freaking make it happen. So what I thought would have been cool is if Boba Fett comes out of the Sarlacc pit, he's stranded on Tatooine, has nowhere to go and has to work, and he becomes the Marshal of Tatooine. He fills like that that role after Timothy Oliphant's character. And then, but he keeps forgetting like that, that well, he's that like called a Mo good something, guy, right? It was huh? some Mos. It was called uh, oh Mos Eisley. Mos Espa. Mos Espa. No, I don't think it was Espa either. It was some other Mos Pelgo. Pelgo. Oh. That was where oh, Timothy Oliphant's character was. Oh, gotcha. Okay, sorry. But, all right, even even still, even if he becomes like like he becomes a marshal and just keeps forgetting that because he's using his bounty hunter skills to be a marshal, but he keeps yeah. being bad at it because he forgets <laughs> that he's like a good guy. 
yeah. like now. And and that way they could make him a good like a quote unquote good guy, like like how Disney like wanted to, but he but he's a reformed bad guy. Like he's just keeps going to his old like antics to like break the law to get stuff done. Yeah. And then he could have like a boss who's like, God darn it. <laughs> like, it's weird that they kind of they, uh, they kind of bullied they almost peer pressured Tamara Morrison into being like an actor that he's not and playing a character that it doesn't belong as a main protagonist for an yeah. entire series. Right. Tamura is not that guy. And I I he's a great guy, great I, voice. He looks great. But he's not like an A-list, B-list, or even I wouldn't even know if how he was retired as an actor yeah. until this. I mean, I think he could oh, no be that guy. I just I think I don't think it was him, his acting. I think he was very earnest in his acting. He, I think it was yeah, writing. I th- some some criticisms were that he had his helmet off too much and talked just a little too much. I actually agree with that. I think him being a little bit more badass, mysterious, and wearing his helmet would have just helped a little bit on his Absolutely. own. Absolutely. Yeah, that would have been cool. But uh, he's Boba Fett was the you know the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. It was like known for being ruthless, and then you know you yeah. have a really a teddy bear. This might come out just in, to just wrap up my my ranking. This might come off as a little hypocritical based on my opinions on Obi Wan, but I just want for our standards' sake and just you know what we've been able to see with all of these shows and the potential, especially maximized by Andor, is just because. There are celebrity cameos just because there are callbacks to some of your favorite moments and just because there are mentions or exist, you know, the existence of a character that you like, it doesn't automatically make the show good. Um, I just like I think I struggle with that with Ahsoka a little bit is like, yeah, Ahsoka's in it and it's about Ahsoka, but it still needs to be good. That doesn't just make it good. So I know that people are going to hate me for saying that because they're like, I, I just love Star Wars. I love Star Wars, too, but I need more. And like, you got to develop these things. And I just feel like uh, we've we all of these shows uh, besides Andor have just like been on the precipice of being like as good as they should have been. But they just fell flat and just development in key areas, uh, characters, writing, whatever. Right. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm going to just run through some upcoming events, and then, uh, Andrew, you can do our outro. So, Sounds great. All right. Our Windy City Trials Turkey Trot is coming up pretty soon. It's November 18th at Good Games Chicago. We still have a few spots available. It will be an official event, which means a World's Invite will be on the line. It'll be one of the last World's Invite-related events or official events in the Midwest of the year. So... If you're able to make it, love to have you. We always have a good time at Good Games. PAX Unplugged is December 1 through 3 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's going to be a pretty big World's Open qualifier uh, at the beginning of December. And then, of course, LVO will be the last World's Open qualifier, the Las Vegas Open in January 18th through the 21st. That is it for upcoming events. Well, hey, thanks everyone for listening to this episode. When we return, we will discuss overcoming the new player barriers and how to find your calling in the X-Wing community at large. And Nick, if you want to tell them where they can find us. Yeah, absolutely. You guys should join in on the conversation with us on Discord. Of course, uh, in this instance, JJ asked us a question. We have a section for our podcast where you can ask us to talk about specific topics and maybe we'll pick it to include in the next episode that we record. You can follow us on Facebook to keep up to date with us. You can watch our live streams on Twitch. And if you miss our live streams, you can always watch edited content and replays of our streams on our YouTube channel. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. And I'm Andrew. I'm Nick. I'm Manuel. And we'll see you next time. See you later. <laughs>